this is Yogi Barrett, Messenger Tattoo Studio in Sonoya, Georgia. For Instagram, it's Yogi underscore Barrett. Welcome to the Dipper Rip Podcast. So, Yogi, Yogi Barrett. Yogi Barrett. Or John Barrett. Yogi Barrett. Yogi. <laughs> so in my head, dude, I call you Yogurt Barrett. And I was like, that's probably rude, that's, but it's not yeah, mean. That's, that's, it's not meant to be mean. I was like, ugh, God. No, I don't like that, dude. Oh, you, like, do people have people said that before? Yeah, and I and I always shut them down on it because that's how fucking nicknames start. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how you, that's how it happens. They start making fun of me, it turns into another thing. I'm like, dude, like I'm not changing my fucking Instagram name. The yogurt Barrett. Dude. Yeah. Oh, you could God. own it, dude. No, I don't want it. They somebody else can take it. I don't fucking want it. There's probably a guy right Some now. Yogurt guy. That his last name's Barrett. Like, let him have it. Company, dude? Nah, I'm good. That's good marketing. I don't really fuck with yogurt, dude. I don't really like yogurt that much. Dude, I got yogurt in England, dude. And it was fucking sour cream, player. <laughs> <laughs> like, not oh, a joke. Shit. Like, it was like sour cream with berries on top. And I took. Imagine thinking, thinking you're getting yogurt, dude, and it's fucking <laughs> sour cream. cream. Not a tight day. Not setting <laughs> shit up to be tight for the rest the, of the day. The sour cream parfait. Dude, dude, my wife. <laughs> you probably got plain, like, dude. Greek yogurt or whatever. Oh, oh, why the dude, fuck is... fucking gross, man. Yeah, God. I was like, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's, I, just have a, I just have a really young, weak palate, dude. I'm just not into eating sour cream with raspberries on it. <laughs> you don't really have that much of that refined of a palate. I don't know what that even means, you like dude. Jimmy Jones sandwiches, bro. That's what you like. I don't. I can't even eat them anymore, dude. I try to. Josh is fucking committed for life. Josh is down for life. (laughs) Get a Jimmy Jones tattoo, bro. You should. You just get a sandwich sandwich for life. It's easy because you got like thirty minutes in between appointments, dude. It's fucking there on time. You don't have to think about it, and you just eat and you go back to your. But you also have an apprentice, so then it's their problem. Yeah, but if you don't eat, it's their fault. Then he wants to drive our trucks and fucking. Just, you know, it's like... He wants to because he chooses not to drive his car. <laughs> they get him a pair of rollerblades and be like, figure it out. Dude. Like, Postmates is like... And Postmates fucking... You know, they want, you know, it's like they want to charge you a hundred dollars to deliver something that you go pick up for seventeen ninety nine. you know? Did the taco place close? Josh? They closed. They, they, they were all their... I thought I that's where you got the burrito open. from yesterday They weren't even morning, open for like six breakfast. months. No, I got it from this other place that we go to. Okay. That's, we go to one place for breakfast, mainly because that other place isn't open All right. and, er, that early. And then we'll drive to the other place that closed down, and it'll just be, like, boarded up like <laughs> for the day. You know? But it'll be full of people, but it'll be have, they won't have their open sign on. It'll be locked. But, and then you'll go there when they're actually open, and it'll take – it's good as fuck, but it took, like – 45 minutes every time we fucking went there. Well, every time I would order, make tacos, she, she would a taco act, truck. She yeah. would act. That's crazy. I'd be like, hey, can I get six tacos? And she would like look around and really be like, I don't know if I can do that. And I'd be like, dude, <laughs> it's all you sell here. So if you can't make that happen for me, I don't know. And then as soon as you're done ordering, fucking ignores your existence. Dude, you just sit there and sit there and sit there. And then now that I hear they're closing, I was like, I wonder, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it'd be that, the backlash would be that fast. But I don't fucking understand it. Oh, dude. dude. I don't. I didn't like going there because it took me half my life to get burritos. So, yeah. That's like the worst when you're like waiting on something and then like the person that is supposed to give you the shit is like just ignoring you completely. I'm waiting forever. So I went to London, this old, this, this city called, it's called Bath, right? That's how they say it. But it's Bath, just fucking Bath. And so you go there and they have like a tea room. It's been open for like a thousand years since before America, right? And you're supposed to have this special kind of tea that's only there. And I was like, all right, cool. And like we sat down, we're like one of four tables in there. There's 16 tables, one of four tables. 
And like the chick, the room is as big as this back room, dude. Like you're not hiding, right? And the chick's like, yeah, you can be seated. And then she like fucking dicks around. And then she sits down and starts drinking tea. And it was probably the first time in my life that I left a place because no one helped me. Like no one would serve me at all. And like we walked out, dude, and I'm pretty sure she probably fucking waved. She was probably like fucking peace. Fuck she out of here. She seated you and then she sat down. She and walked away tea. and looked at you. know how you're looking me in my eyes right now? Imagine you wearing gloves, getting ready to tattoo, dude, but you're just doing what we're doing right now. You're just looking at my fucking eyes and not tattooing at all. For like 45 minutes, her client gets puts their clothes on and leaves. And then you're all later. <laughs> That's how they're running shit. <laughs> just super Thank curious. God, dude. <laughs> Fuck, man. Right. Dude, so really how's uh How's how's Georgia? How's the great state of Georgia? That's nice, dude. I like living there. And you're it's always beautiful. What where always. what town do you live in? Or like what city? You live outside of Atlanta, though, right? Yeah, I live in uh, like Peachtree City. And you said there was zero fucking violence there. That's the well, I, actually like that's all right. So I live in Sonoya, which okay. is right beside Peachtree. So I just say Peachtree City because that's the one that everybody knows. Um, but yeah, Sonoya is a smaller, it's like butted up right against Peachtree and there was zero violent crime last year. Like nobody even got into a fight in Sonoya in 2018. Jesus. That's tight though. Yeah, it's rad. That's dude. Like, it's, it's cool, dude. Like nothing. I mean, like it's rare. Like when you hear a siren, like something's for real, just wrong. Like where, whereas where I come from, like I lived in a place where like sirens were just like part of a day, dude. Just you know what I mean? It. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now when I hear one, it's weird. I'm like, fuck, dude. Something, something's going on. You know? I haven't seen a, a police <clears throat> helicopter in like since I moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, you, you see, see a helicopter in Sonoya, somebody escaped from a fucking prison, dude. Like it's real. Like <laughs> that's fucking sick. <laughs> like. Josh, yeah. used to, Josh used to live in a dicey neighborhood in the south, and he saw a guy running from the cops on, like, a dirt bike, dude. So, cool. this yeah. fucking, right. my wife's house and I, like, we live on the corner of the street, and there's these guys next door that are, like, always working on cars and doing weird shit, revving engines in the middle of the night and shit. So, this cop turns on the corner to go down to their house, and then I'm like, oh, you know, there's a cop in the neighborhood, whatever, and uh, I hear, like, Guy with like no shirt on and a mullet, like slowly oh, fucking rides by on the corner, like, but you know he's got it pinned. You know, he's like <laughs> this fucking mullet just fucking flapping, dude. And then I see this, and then the cop is like, the cop's taking a minute because it has to turn around. And so the cop turns around and he's like, he's got his side, like slowly side, fucking dude. slowly following him. And he like then the street like widens out a little bit down past our house and the cop like I think like cut him off, dude. And like <laughs> he's like, oh shit, and fucking he arrests him or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? God dude. Damn, dude. That was the same house as somebody borrowed Josh's water for, <laughs> for Oh yeah, like Wait, what? this guy this guy across the street had had his utility shut off because they found his he had tampered with his meter trying oh, to fucking okay, get yeah. one over. Uh, and fucking, so he was like, Hey, can I, you know, can I borrow, you know, can I use your hose every now and then? And we're like, all right. He was like living in the house and like, dude, he came over like every day and would fill up like a 50 gallon truck <laughs> oh, and, and like wheel it back across the street on a fucking uh, dolly or whatever. And I was Holy like, shit. Jesus Christ, homie, I thought you were going to come drink out of a hose or something. <laughs> Not fucking literally fucking. Fill your hot water heater and fucking do your dishes and like fill all the bowls of your toilets and like 
Jesus your, your Christ, Your water bill dude. doubles for the month. Yeah, I was. I and I noticed that, that, that somebody else was using the water. You know, <laughs> you had to fucking cut it off. Dude. Dude, I fucking noticed. Bro. I remember at lunch, dude. I'm gonna have to fucking cut this shit off. Dude. <laughs> and then like the the our living room, you know, the the windows were like out our living room right there by the front porch and the spigots down here. So every now and then you just see a guy's head like float in, you know, and it, and it, and the top of his head would be there for like 30 minutes and go out there and like, he's like, Filling up a fucking jug, dude. Just like, and then the city came. The dude. city came and took the pipes out. Yeah, of his yard. Yeah, they came what? and took the water meter and they took the pipes from the water meter to the house out of the ground. Like they were like, "Fuck, no, like, 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 you're no, some player. fucking shiesty shit." <laughs> and I guess he had done the same thing with the electricity too. Oh shit. But they event- he eventually went to prison for some shit or you don't, you don't say like, just yeah. fucking just for shit like that. Dude. But the guy that was borrowing water was was not that guy. The guy that went to prison, he was like some other random dude that was living there. Like I don't think there Jesus was, Christ, I don't what even the know fuck if there was did any you guys live, dude? He lived. He it wasn't even really. To be honest, it wasn't that bad. Like I've lived in. It did, no, it don't lived sound in, like it at all. I've lived in neighborhoods, dude. I've. I've had dudes come it's up just to me different, with like you know what I mean? freshly cooked fucking baking sheets full of crack. Like, hold this for me while I pack my first bowl, you know? Like, Jesus, dude. So I've lived in some wild-ass areas. That, that guy, that guy, California Sunshine Larry, he had his whole car wired Are with CCTV. California Sunshine He had Larry. his whole car wired with CCTV before, like, TVs were, like, small. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, dude. he had, you could see, like, the fucking like the extension cord coming out of the apartment complex that went into his trunk dude and you could see like tvs and like cameras on the car and he'd sit in his car and smoke crack and you could see it at 360 degrees around the car oh my god so you could just be super sketched out from every direction dude that's fucking wild bro some, some bad areas that wasn't a bad area it was just no, not at we all. were the only white people. You know, it's like most mostly Mexicans and a couple of a couple of uh, I don't I don't know if there was any any black people in that neighborhood. Uh, I think it was mainly Slept, Mexicans, you know? and they were like, and we lived down the street from a school. And I think we were just kind of like, I don't know. I had my car painted like a shark. Like they just that they just, <laughs> wait wait wait. So, what, do you mean you had like nose art on it? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah yeah. You had nose art on your car. Do you yeah. have pictures of this? I'll fucking yeah, I drove it. Yeah. I, I fuck, yeah, you drove it. It's in town, so you can go see it. But you still have it. No, no. Someone I sold it. it, and then he sold it to somebody else, and it's still... It's but every still now and then you'll like, see yeah. it cruising around. It's like an old blazer with a... It's gray with a fucking shark. I that was gray, gray, dude, with the fucking tiger tiger shark nose art on the side of it. Dude, that's sick. I'm, yeah, I'm trying, was, I'm trying was, to see this. It was tight, but it got egged. Like, we got the back window busted out of our SUV. But there was not, like, any any, like, dangerous criminal element in our neighborhood. We just lived down the street from a school, and I think there was, uh, I think we were a little bit, like, I don't know. A little bit of poor kids. We were just a little bit different for the neighborhood. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't, I don't, not a lot of people You were normal. This. Yeah. Yeah. Word. So. But now he now lives off a golf now course. We live, yeah, now we live down the street from a golf course <laughs> in a house that's painted mostly black. Bro, where I live, golf carts are a thing. 
Yeah. Oh, are they? Yes. Do, do a bunch of people mob around in them? Yes. There are, there are literally like golf cart, like sidewalks for golf oh, carts that have, yeah. we have little stop signs in Sonoya for the golf cart lane. <laughs> and people will come. They'll be like coming down the road and they'll stop at the little stop signs and then they'll keep going. That's you, you always know when they're like not from there because they'll stop at them. And I'm like, yeah, our stop signs are just fucking little here, dude. That's it's, yeah. it's cool. It's like, just yeah. chill, dude. It's just, it just says chill on it. It doesn't even say stop. <laughs> Calm down. The guy's like, all right, man. All right. Yeah, dude. Golf carts are everywhere. Everybody's always like cruising around in golf is, carts where I live. Is, is, um, is it like a, like a retirement place? Is no. it like older people? No, or is like it just, Delta built it. Delta built the, like the airplane. I, yeah. Delta, like the, yeah, the company. Holy yeah. shit. They built the city. Right. Uh, and it's Peachtree, but it's like, like I said, Sonoya's butted right up. So, so they, it happened to Sonoya also. Um, but yeah, they built the, uh, uh, from what I, from what I understand, they built this, the, the town, the city for Delta employees. Like, uh, you know, the guys who, oh, planes, like, like, uh, Boeing did in like Washington. Yeah. Like a, like a Delta community is what they were going for, but it didn't work. So now it's just like, you know, Peachtree city, but it, everybody's just like cruising around in golf carts and shit. So you like got the road and then you look over and there's sidewalks that go with the road everywhere. And they have like golf cart crossings and shit like that. And there's like 12 year old, 13 year old kids just cruising around on fucking golf carts, going up to Chick-fil-A and hanging out with their friends and shit. And like, yeah, golf carts are a thing there. Is there a, is there a fuckload of shops or no? As far as like in your town or area? Tattoo shops? Yeah. Is there no, a bunch no, of no. shops? They're, they're looked at as undesired. Like there's not even pawn shops or anything like that. Like, really? They, yeah. They don't have shit like that. They're, they don't let it happen. Uh, there's one shop in Peachtree City, uh, and that shop was like grandfathered in because they were there for a while. Yeah, uh, and like I, from what I understand, like they can't ever move from that spot. Oh, I've seen that where yeah. it's like you're like you're stuck, and if it's yeah. and if it closes being a shop, it can't be attached. Yeah, to shop. like that's right, right. it. So it, it's right beside a bar in like a dark corner in like this shitty plaza in Peachtree City. Well, not shitty because like there are no shitty places in Peachtree, but it's like not like the 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 better part of Peachtree. I guess I could uh, say. Uh. Which is still even nice, but um, yeah, like then there's one shop there and then there's one other shop where I live and it's underground. And then where do you, so where, like if you want to get a tattoo, where do you go from there? Uh, I mean, it's either one of those two or like somewhere else like that. Like Atlanta is only like 30, 40 minutes away. So is that where most people will go down there? Yeah, there's a ton of shops in Atlanta. But there's got to be, you know, there's got to be demand where you're at. There is. Yeah, there, I mean, there they want a shop. You know is there, I mean? is there, is it, is there like outskirts of town or is it like butted up to a bunch of cities or is it like your city? And then after that is just like fucking farmland or something. No, no, there's other cities. Like they have shops too, but like, I, I, it's just, they're just like bad. There's no like, like small good shops. Ones? Yeah. Like that. I mean, they, they have a few here and there that are like, they're okay. You know what I mean? They're uh. just, they're just tatters, man. They're just doing their thing, but it's, there are none that are like striving to like try to do dope shit. They're just like, you know, middle of the road, uh, you know, just kind of fucking okay tattooers, you know? Right. So, I mean, there's, it, so there's not like a, a big scene for it there. Cause there's not like any places where it's like, pushing guys it, do rad push, fucking tattoos, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause we, it doesn't really exist there. Cause there's not, um, there's not a lot of shops up here where we're at and it's kind of a, a nicer edge of town. I mean, it's obviously nicer to any place I ever lived, yeah. but, and, um, since we've been, Showing like you know, we show people like, hey, these are tattoos we think are cool. You know, these like yeah. people people are really into it, and I was really surprised by that. But um, 
I feel like every every place wants a tattoo shop, especially now. It's 2019. Yeah. Every place wants a tattoo shop. And if it's not a retirement community, yeah. there's a place in Arizona called Sun City where you have to be like over 60 to live there. Gotcha. Right? And they don't give a sh- they they don't want fucking shit there. Yeah, I, I don't have a home base right now because the tattoo shops that are there, like I worked at, you know what I mean? You already worked at them, yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, I left because of like moral reasons and things like that. Like the one shot was like on some like two-week apprenticeship type shit, you know what I mean? And I was like, dude, I, I can't co-sign this, you know what I mean? I'm not fucking working here. And I didn't even have a place to go when I left. And one of the guys was like, so what's the move? I was like, not to fucking work here. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, homie, I'll guess, but I'll figure it out. But I was like, I'm not fucking doing this, man. You know, I, that's not cool. You know what I mean? Um, that you, same shop put on a convention. Uh, it's it's actually going on right now in Atlanta. And they they had no central AC in the building that the shop was in. So, so it's just super hot. Dude, Real Phil yesterday was 101. My homie went to the show and was like, called me and was like, dude. I was sweating in my tattoo. Like, it was not warm. It was fucking hot. Like, the tattooers were taking their shirts off, like, and just tattooing in aprons, dude. Like, fuck. Yeah, they had those, you showed me a picture. They had those, like, porticool fans that have, like, the water piped into them. Yeah. And so I saw, it's like, blows, like, kind of condensed air, sort of, but not some, really. Somebody sent me a post this morning. One of the guys that's throwing it on was, like, uh, Saying something about, you know, oh, Mother Nature threw us a curveball. You know, it was supposed to be okay. And then, you know, they, the it was a record high of the year or whatever. And I was like, well, how about you put a fucking convention on in a place that's got fucking AC, homie? Like. I, the no I mean, I don't know. Dude. I worked in Arizona for a long time. And I would work in shops where it was so fucking hot in there. It sucked. Oh, dude. The shark? The, dude. That's the that's blazer, sick, dude. bro. I would drive the fuck out of that thing, Dude, bro. Josh sold it, bought it for like 500 and resold it for like 500 God. I got it from Ed. It was Ed's first car. And they fucking... Yeah, I got it from him and his wife in, in San Diego when I decided to move to Ohio. I bought it from him. I bought it from him for two months rent, I think. For, like, they were living with me, so I bought them for... I just let them live with me for two months without paying rent, and the car was mine. Out. Oh, there you go. And that car never... That, the only thing that ever happened to that car was uh, one of the brake lines ruptured, and it happened in the best place that it could possibly happen. And I used the e-brake a little bit for, like, a couple of miles, and then I pulled into a shop and got it fixed. I like how you say that, like, it's not a big deal, because, like, to me, like, I don't know anything about cars, right? So, to me, like, that's a fucking huge deal. Like, well, I'm, the I'm brakes like, just went... It's going to cost lose, a million dollars. Like, it I don't know. lose <laughs> all the brakes. It's it's like, it just, it just would stop real slow. Like, you had to, like, really... And then when you really wanted to, like, fully stop, Dude, you'd have to fucking push the e-brake, you know? Oh, oh, man. Yeah. And you could, use, uh, you could use, like, the shifter to, like, shift down shift into, like, down, second yeah, or first gear, yeah. like, just to, like, drop it down a little, kind of slow down a little bit. Dude, it was like you were fucking like shutters. You felt like yeah. an ice road trucker, dude. But it had, like... <laughs> an ice road trucker. I think when I sold it, it had, like, 300 and something thousand miles on it. Damn, dude, you gave it a what fur? Yeah. Shit. It fucking, uh, it had a rebuilt motor. I put like 75000 on the rebuilt motor. And then, and then yeah, I sold it. Fuck, man. It's still around. I, Ed, I was trying to get it lined up so Ed could buy it back. And it just didn't work, didn't work out. Well, shit. So. 
Well, yeah, well you could do it to your truck still. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I could also fucking. That thing's huge, bro. It's like Optimus Prime just chilling in the back, bro. Tattoo, yeah. Fucking. He's going to put Taz doing a skin rip off, in the, like, like wrap the truck with the Thunderdome and we'll put it out front. Oh, my God. That show would have been sick. Giant dude. billboard, dude. Fuck, dude. We're still, Jesus. we're still waiting for our Taz Scarecrow to win, dude. We need fucking seven votes. Seven? Seven. We need seven, seven votes, dude. I just had to go text my own aunt. Say, can you do me a favor? <laughs> uh, unlike dude. that white shirt, scarecrow, please. You saw it, and you're all, I just hey. like, who the fuck is voting for white shirt? And my own aunt liked it. I was like, hey, what's he really want? <laughs> no. She's like, oh. oh. She's like, oh, sorry. It was just cool. I was like, you're fucking out <laughs> yeah, we're, we're down. He hasn't climbed up at all. We're down by yeah. seven votes. Dude, post it on the story. Post it on the story. Okay, let's do it. Are you guys finally doing it? No, well, we, we posted on it, but just repost on the stories and in the Facebook group and tell them we're down by seven. You know, we need we need seven, dude. Fuck it. We're not. We're we, not need, we need eight votes. We're not we trying to be the eight, first bro. loser, dude. We're trying to. <laughs> we need eight. We need eight. But, preferably but like, ten. But preferably like 500 would be tied as fuck, dude. We just crush them, dude. Just fucking. So it would be tight. Obliterate them. It would be tight to fucking be tied the day of. And then they're like, they hit you guys both up the next day. I'm like, all right. Overtime, like today's the day. Like, you guys got to hit up who you know and see if you can make it happen. I would, and dude, then I would post it on Monday Malarkey and just destroy them just <laughs> to show them that you could, you know. I would do, you could have done it at like any moment, but you kept it interesting. 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fuck that. I would pay Snake Pit to post it. <laughs> oh okay. like, hey, bro. I will pay you. Please post this so I can get fun. I'll, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll send you a t-shirt, whatever you want. Let's fucking <laughs> send you a t-shirt, bro. I got you. Hook me up. Fuck so dude. you're um, are what are, are you gonna are you gonna open up a small spot? Or are you gonna open up an actual shop? Yeah, of 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 secured a location. Um, it's in Sonoya, and uh, finally found a spot, and I'm working out all the logistics now. So, but it was a, it was a hard sell, man. Um, fortunately, the guy that uh that I got, I, I had a good group of people, you know what I mean? Like, as far as like my landlord goes, my landlord's been doing real estate since like before I was born, dude, he's been doing it forever. Um, and then, uh, the real estate guy that I dealt with, like the, the agent, you know what I mean? Um, he was super cool. He's been working with that guy forever. So I had to meet with him, have a sit down with him, kind of explain to him that like, Hey, not all people that have tattoos, like listen, a devil driver and hang themselves from hooks. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. dude, like there are levels to this shit. Like I was like, I'm like a normal dude. I watch YouTube and hang out with my cat, you know? Um, but you know, I had to go meet with him and, uh, you know, we had lunch and everything, you know, he, he, he sort of understood a little bit more like, Hey, like the, yeah, they are fucking normal. You, you know what I mean? If you just say just tattoo, especially if they've ever, if, it's, right. if they own real estate, I've noticed, um, people, We'll have at some point if they have a bunch of buildings. We'll have had a tattoo shop at some point, and it didn't like they didn't pay rent or they right. didn't work or they were paying the ass. And I and I and I and I don't I don't think he ever has because uh, uh, um, he told me that the I, I don't I don't know about um, the landlord, the guy who owns the building, but Mike the the agent told me that he had never dealt with like doing a tattoo shop, and I know that he's been dealing with the landlord for ever like twenty plus years probably, you know, and. Uh, you know, um, it was cool. We met. He, uh, you know, he understood. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was like, dude, he was like, yeah, man, you guys are rad, dude. You know, and uh, talked to the landlord and I had to write a fucking synopsis. 
And then uh, I had to send them examples of nice studios to let them know that, like, you know, you're not going to oh, walk yeah, in yeah, and yeah. Get, see a checker floor and blood red walls. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And uh, I had to do that, send all that stuff off. And then the landlord came down and talked to the two businesses beside me in the plaza. And that was, fortunately for me, that was like the selling point because he asked, I'm like, hey, what would you guys think if, you know, someone oh, so opened he went, a tattoo he went studio deep, here? Dude, this yeah. is a process. Yeah. And then he was, you know, he asked them and they were like, yeah, dude, that sounds cool, you know? And so he gave it to me, man. I got the spot, you know, which is rad because there's only one other shop and it's like underground so like, what what about what about um the city did you have to go talk to a city council yeah. or zoning no i didn't have to talk to a city council I, I did go to city hall and talk to them and see like what were like ordinances and things mm-hmm. like that uh they were they were just like yeah dude like I, you should be good like i was like are you sure and they're like yeah yeah good to go i was like tight cool i guess the problem isn't necessarily like zoning there the problem there is finding a landlord who will let who, you open yeah. a tattoo studio. That that was a thing we were um, concerned about because we'd heard that about in Oklahoma. We were, yeah. we were concerned because I, we know people that were like, oh, we had a harder time finding a spot, you know? So, yeah. but then I had heard, um, especially like, like clean told me, he's like, well, he, you know, he had top notch tattoo in, in, in Elgin in Illinois. And he said that, when he went and opened up that shop, it was already a shop. And like, it was like a rowdy ass shop, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the landlord, finally kicked him out and he was like, I'm going to get that fucking, I'm going to try and get there. So he's like, I dressed up super nice and drove like, I brought like my kid and I drove like a really nice car. And he's like, I dressed up super nice. I was super professional. He's like, so if you want to open up a shop, you should always do that. So when me and Josh came here, I was like, you need to wear your fucking court clothes, dude. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing happens, dude. Cause like it makes a difference. Yeah. You know? It really yeah. does. Like I, I drive like a, a beater, dude, like a 2003 fucking Saturn ion, you know, I've got to fucking roll the windows, you know, <laughs> like, and it, I just cruise around in it. You know, uh, the shop that I was working at was about 45 minutes from my house and I didn't want to put all the miles on my Lincoln. So you just drive it. So I just, beater. I just drive the beater everywhere. I just zoom around in the beater, dude. And then when we went to meet the guy and talk to him, we made sure as fuck that we drove the Lincoln. Like you, yeah, like it looks you know like you're not I mean? broke. Yeah, yeah. dude. Like, yeah, because the dude's like, how you can pay rent? You're driving a goddamn Saturn. Yeah, seriously, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it like the, I had to meet him again, right, to go drop off the checks for him. And when I went and did that, uh, the gym was like right across the street, and Amanda was at the gym. Uh huh. And then I, I drove up, and then in the Saturn, and I pulled up into the gym jumped in the Lincoln and then crossed the road and gave him the check switch car while I was in the Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, there's a lot of cities now. I mean, most, you know, bigger cities when you get into, when you start getting into more metropolitan areas, they don't, they, they don't give a fuck. Like whatever. As long as you're paying rent, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then when you start spreading out a little bit more, do you go, you'll, I, you'll run across towns that a lot of times, yeah. you know, I hear that from people and, mm-hmm. or it'll work out in your favor because if it's, if it's difficult and you and you can establish a place that has a good reputation, because we try and keep it nice in here, but it's also right. still a shop. So right. when people come in, you know, it's not fucking crazy. We got a bunch of tits on the wall yeah, and like shit this, like that. Like what you guys have would not fly where I'm at. Like I'm, I'm not going to be able to like cover the ceiling with flash. Like they're going to be like, bitch, like you can get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're not going to have that shit, dude. That shit's not going to go well. So like, how many, how many people are you going to have? Maybe um, three, including myself. So there'll be four tattooers there, like, you know, that that actually work there. And then I'll have one uh, station that'll stay open for guest artists. Just whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and friends, then, whatever. Um, are you going to try and 
get people that tattoo like you that, that do like realism? Or are you trying to like diversify and have people that specialize in way different shit? I'm going to try to get tattooers that do have like their own thing going on. You know, uh, like I would definitely like to have a traditional guy. Yeah. And then I would definitely like to have like a new school guy, you know, or a black and gray guy, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But I also want tattooers who like know how to do a fucking walk in too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, and I know it probably sounds weird coming from me because, you know, like I tattoo whatever I want. Right. But I have the option to be able to choose to do so. Right. But I, I came from a street shop. I still know how to do fucking walk-ins. I know how to talk to people and I know how to like, you know, set things up. Like, you know, I can go on the fly. Right. I can like draw it in the back real quick and get it done. You know, so I also still want guys who can like actually well, legitimately it's, fucking tattoo. It's, it's a different ball of wax too when you have a like a storefront business that you're trying to maintain. Yeah. And cause you wanna, you know, cause sometimes you'll find that what I've noticed is, you know, the best shops, it's like half and half. Like, you know, you have walk-ins and you have people that, that are looking for cool tattoos and you have the people to give them the cool tattoos. Right. But you'll find some guy who isn't as super established or they'll move from somewhere and they're like, Hey, I need to build a clientele. Yeah. And you're like, oh, sorry, we're only appointment. No. We only do this, yeah. so you're fucked. That basically how I see it is like, if you have appointments, cool. Like, but if you don't have appointments, you're doing walk-ins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there you go. And myself personally, when it opens, it's open five days a week, you know, I'll, uh, I'll be working three where I have appointments. And then just in the beginning to kind of get things going, I'll I'll spend two days a week doing walk-ins. So you're, so you're going to just completely take, you're going to start taking a Is it going to be what? So are people going to walk in and, and you're going to do portraits on them or are they going to whatever? Do I mean, if they walk in and they want a portrait, but if they walk in and they want an infinity symbol, they'll, they'll do, do that the same too. thing. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's going to happen where people are going to try and skip their appointments? Because what doesn't, doesn't Mike do a day where if you want to get tattooed, you can get tattooed no matter what. I, I had heard that. I haven't heard that straight from him, but it, it I heard that a, he has an adjusted rate if, that, and leaves one day a week yeah. where he'll do like, like for those random people that are in town and that's a, a good idea. I, I might say it's where it's like nothing uh, above 500 bucks or something like that. Okay. You know so what I mean? There's like a cap on it. I'll probably do something like that. I that's f- a good idea. I didn't think about that. God, I forgot. That I it, forgot who it was, dude, but people would be like, yeah, I want a back piece. <laughs> you know, like, Oh, like, cause yeah, I know, I know. Schedule an appointment did, for stuff uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Cause we worked at, 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 at the shop. It was walking Saturday and people will come in and be like, I want a f- fucking sleeve. And it's like, they just, Okay, it's walk-ins, right? So I could just get whatever the fuck I want. I'm like, dude, like you gotta have, you gotta be reasonable. Yeah. Like, if yeah. it's gotta be, if you right. get finished, you know, right? Or yeah. we, or we'll try and start it. I mean, fucking try and tattoo them, but some people just view it like it's just. I mean, if somebody comes in and they want a portrait, and it's like, you know, if there's not a lot of walk-ins going on that day or something, it's like reasonable. That, and if you know, if it's something like you know, yay big, and it's like cool, like in a cool little spot or something. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll do it, whatever, you know. Um, but I'm not gonna let people try to skip the line. Be like, I want a mixed style tattoo today. I'm like, yeah. no, you got to make an appointment for that, dude. I'm doing walk-ins right. today. You know what I mean? Like, come um, on. are you gonna? Are you are you trying to bring people in from from uh, other states or towns or people? I'm sure you got <clears throat> enough friends in in near you. I've, I I do, but like, I also have to worry about like the 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 standard. You you know what I mean? I have to worry about like making sure good tattoos are coming out. Yeah. I do have a lot of friends who tattoo, and I love my friends. But, dude, like, some of them are just, like, they're okay. You know what I mean? And I'm not looking for okay, dude. This is my place. Like, I, I, I followed the code and waited. You know what I mean? I've, I've I waited 10 years to open a shop. I mean, I've been tattooing 15, but I 10 professionally. And I waited, you know? I, I, could, I, I wanted to do this years ago. 
and I fucking waited and now I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it right. You know, yeah. not, not anybody's just going to be able to come there and work, dude. Like I'm not going to have that. You it's, know, you it's, gotta, you gotta be able to do something. That it's at least weird. Halfway decent. It's weird how, how, cause now like, you know, when we decided to open up a shop, we decided to do it. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of uh, dark areas. And I had thought a lot of times like, Oh, you know what? I should just open up my shop. You know what? I, and I was like, I always waited. I always waited. I'm fucking super glad because I, I know a lot of people that opened up shops early in and it's like, you know, I, I just didn't, I didn't fucking know enough. Here's why it doesn't work well. It's brand building, right? The reason, and you always hear about the rules and things like that, but like you never hear the why. Um, and this is just what I think, the the whole waiting 10 years thing, is to make sure that like you have built a big enough of a brand for yourself to where when you open a shop, it's not a struggle. Yeah. So when yeah. I open a shop, right? Like if things are slow and I don't have tattooers yet or something like that, I can at least just go there and do my tattoos and make more than enough to float the shop until I figure it out, right? Yeah. It's going to be okay, Yeah, right? Because I yeah. have a brand. Yeah, that, yeah. Was our, that was our whole approach, pretty much. My wife told me a few years ago, she's like, have you ever thought about opening a shop? And I was like, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. I don't feel like doing that at all, you know? And she's like, well, you know, I think you, you know, you probably should. And I'm like, nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> And then she called it though, dude. You know, yeah, one day I was on the phone with Randy. He's like, "Hey, you know that? Remember that one time I said that when we started at that shop that we were never going to quit together and fucking go do our own thing? What do you think about fuck doing exactly that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sounds sick, man. Sign me up. Let's fucking. go." <laughs> but yeah, the, cut. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the problem is like you know if you open a shop too early, and I've seen this happen a lot. You, not only do you have to worry about building your own brand now and worry about having to do good tattoos, but now you have all the fucking headaches of having a shop and also trying to build the brand of the shop now as well. So now you're trying to build two brands at once mm -hmm. and you are not established enough yet to even have your own shit together, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I waited, man. And like I said, you know, I'm I'm doing it right. I'm opening a really nice studio, and like I'm not just gonna have like I mean, my friends are my friends, but dude, like I gotta have guys who like come with it. You know what I mean? Like guys who can lay down some good fucking work, man. Well, that's I mean we 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 always go we we go back and forth because we we base a lot of our a lot of our stuff. I mean, obviously, like we want you to be good at tattoos, but we base a lot of it off like a lot more than that. Like how, you know, what, sure. what your aspirations are, what your work ethic, what are you trying to do? Because right. a lot of times I've seen, you know, you go into shops and you'll see like a dude who's just like a gargoyle and it has been there for 30 yeah. years. And there's yeah. just, you know, it's just, just kind of floating. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I, it's comfortable. Yeah. I had to have a conversation like that with a friend of mine who works at another shop and he's going to come work. But we had a, we had a conversation. He's been tattooing for 16 years. Right. Uh -huh. And he's okay. Right. You know, uh, he's got potential. Like, I mean, he draws all the time and stuff like that, but like, he's just never like been around somebody who could like get him all the way there, you know? And I worked with him a lot while I was at the shop that I was at. And, uh, he, you know, I went and had a conversation with him about it. And he said he had actually been in a slump since I had left, you know, and I could tell on his Instagram, his work. And I was like, you know, so I had the conversation with him. I was like, dude, like you've been tattooing like 16 years, man. I was like, in a few years, you're going to be almost a 20 year man. I was like, you know, where are you at? Like psychologically with tattooing, you know, I was like, are you still in it? Like, I mean, it's been this long and you're only where you're at. I was like, do you still want to like, I mean, is that fire still there? Do you still want to like, is the yeah, drive still there? Yeah. Do you still, you know, is this still, 
interesting to you? You know, and he was like, yeah, dude, definitely. You know, he was like, I just need to change my environment. And I was like, I understand. But I was like, dude, like, if you come here, you know, it's it's like if if I get the guys that I'm wanting, I was like, you're going to be bottom of the, you know, you're going to be the bottom guy. You know, that's and my, I was that like, was always my favorite place to be in. Yeah. You had nowhere it, to go but up. Right. And he understood that. And he was like, yeah, dude, like he was like, I yes. He was like, I, I'm in 100 percent, you know, and I was like, good. Like, you know, and he came over and painted like the next like that week. And like we we sat down and like. He's really open to everything. I was like, yo, try this. Like, check this out. And like, you know, and that kind of thing. And he was like super, you know, and he, you could tell it was there, you know. So I was like, I was like, cool, man. And he, I, I was so stoked to hear that because I fucking loved working with him. So I'm stoked. That's tight. That's tight. So, it, I mean, usually your, your shop, I mean, at least what we try and do is, I mean, we try, we have fucking fun, you know. It's yeah, fun as fuck, yeah. you know. And like, of course, we, you know, we do a lot of stupid shit. We do all that, but we also are always trying to work on, you know, Putting like ideas, with samurai and swords, doing, yeah, <laughs> and fucking keep a samurai sword on deck at all times. But if you're in a slump and you're like, I don't know what to do, and like we're know, we're, we're like, we'll, we'll fucking, get you sorted, yeah, yeah, but, yeah man. Yeah. Dude, if you don't fucking, yeah. if you don't take it to heart at at least even a tiny bit, then fuck you, you know. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, exactly right. Because so, I've, I've met yeah. a lot of people that are like. You know, like you were saying, like, are you still excited about tattooing? And it, you know, because I, it, it took it because I've never not been excited. You know, when I was like, man, you know, at some point, I don't know. I mean, but it, I guess the day I don't, I'm not excited. I don't fucking quit doing it because why the fucking do something? You know, because it's yeah. right now. Like I, you know, I still like watching that Ed Hardy Vice Land, dude. I was like, fucking yes. Like it's like you know when you used to watch skate videos and you were like, fuck yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> you're like I'm pretty sure I could be Rodney Mullen today. Like and you don't, but you feel sick. <laughs> like you're like <laughs> pumped about it. You're excited. You know. But I, yeah, but I also like you know I'm, I, I want guys who like don't bitch about doing infinity symbols. You know what I mean? I'm like that. Then that's one of the conversations I have with them too. I was like, listen, like I'm I'm putting everybody at really good percentages. You know what I mean? Like because I don't need their money. Like I need I need enough to break even. So everybody's on like a good percentage, right? Pay the shop, yeah. Yeah. I'm putting everybody on 70, right? I just need enough to break even. I don't need their money. I'm not looking to bank off the fucking shop, okay? Like if I make a little yeah. money, that's cool too. But like I'm not looking to fucking I, I, yeah, be I never, rich off the shop, right? So if somebody comes in and they want a little jammer, like I better not once ever hear you be like, man, this is stupid. I wouldn't, yo, fucking, you better tighten up, dude. Like, come on, like. You make good money, like doing what you love and hanging out with your friends. Like, I don't care what it is. Like, I honestly can't wait to start doing walk-ins again. I just never did it at other shops because like financially it wasn't like something that would like benefit. Right. Well, it's kind of, it's like, we did the same thing here. You know, we got tired of doing walk-ins where we were, but it was never on our terms. Right. We never got to talk to the client first. We never got to price it, you know, ourselves. Well, that's crazy. In reality, you know, we, we did get to price it ourselves, but we always had that, the scrutiny of, you know, and I never, that's the first time I'd ever worked for somebody who was like, well, the you reason can charge that person too much. That's their almost their whole oh, paycheck. God. It was like, oh well, if they fucking wanted to well, half sleep, this one is a, session, it's a luxury bro, item, fucking, dude. Fuck yeah. off. Um, but yeah, dude. So as far as like, why am I gonna do walk ins now at my shop? Well, it's my fucking shop. That's gonna be my shop, and it's gonna be there for a long time. 
like I'm gonna build a rapport with like the the community. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, like, I mean that's what we're doing. I mean, you that's, see, we'll yeah. stop that's tattooing what you an appointment to tattoo somebody. I've we seen you guys somebody, do that, and I talk about that all the time. That was sick as fuck. Yeah, we just you guys did like 15 it. tattoos yeah. that day, <laughs> and it was like, and you were both tattooing appointments at the same time. I was like, these motherfuckers are not scared of yeah. anything, dude. Yeah. Well, and like some, and you wanna you want to make people have like, oh, our, you know, obviously it, it, I, I don't know it, at this point, like if you come in and you know, and it's like, Hey, my grandma died all five of it. Like, okay, fucking, we got you. You know, but if you come in and you're like, Hey, can you come tomorrow? And you're like, yeah, dude, I am free tomorrow, but I need it today. I'm like, fuck off then. Then fuck <laughs> off yeah. forever, dude. Like this, I'm dying today. Shit. I need, I'm like, I don't think you're our client. You know, because <laughs> I don't, I don't we the, one, one, the one guy dude, that always sticks out of my head from here, dude, is the guy that got out of his car Walked in with no shirt on, dude. And we were both tattooing. And and you told Josh, you're like, hey, set up. You know, we'll tattoo this guy. And we told him, yeah, man, we're fucking going to have a guy set up another station. And one of us are going to tattoo you in, like, probably, like, 15 minutes. And he's like, oh, man, I can't wait that long. I got to go to a meeting. And it was, like, like a Saturday with no shirt. Dude. Yeah, Saturday <laughs> evening, he walked in with no shirt on, bro. Ted said he couldn't get tattooed in 15 minutes because he had to go to a fucking meeting. He's like, I'm going to go. I'll just go somewhere else. It's cool. I'll see you later. We're it's like, like what? what the fuck? Dude, dude, he was changing his shirt, dude. That's yeah, what was gonna happening. It's going to take you dude. fucking 20 minutes to drive to the next shop. And then now I'm going to show up without ready. your shirt, dude. Yeah. Like, hey, are you just ready to tattoo me? They're like, we've never met you. And he's like, why aren't you set up to tap me right now? And you're like, fucking, that's like Josh or the guy that came in. He's all. I'm work furlough from jail, and he's all, I need a joker on my chest. I gotta be back in 20 minutes. Can we do it? You're like, maybe. <laughs> you fucking trying to tattoo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't finish it thinking about it now. I'm pretty sure that I didn't finish that tattoo. <laughs> like, what is like, that? The line work got finished and it got some some shading, you know? But Damn. I'll see you next week on yeah. <laughs> What do you mean you're not set up already? Dude? Yeah, seriously. So, what do you, because um, I used, you know, the, the business of tattooing obviously has changed. I remember yeah. seeing it, it used to be to where like, you know, a guy owned a shop, he had five or six people work there. It, you know, it was all percentage, you know, and the guy who owned the shop, that's, I mean, that's kind of how he made the money. And if he was old enough, he would stop tattooing and that's kind of how he made money. But mm -hmm. then you started seeing people get together and like open up collectives. Yeah. Collective. Yeah. You started seeing that. And then, um, and then I started realizing that the headache involved with not working at a shop and expecting, you know, this many people to be doing what they're supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and still tattoo good and, you know, mm -hmm. make money off of it. And I used to think like, Oh, is that how you retire? You know? And then I don't think, I don't think, I mean, obviously that's not our fucking plan. I don't, I don't think that's viable. Yeah, no, it's not. So are you, do you, are you going to try and are, are you setting up stuff for like the way future? Like, are you, are you like, what are your, what are your uh, thoughts on some of that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I save, you know uh -huh. what I mean? I broke down the numbers a long time ago. I actually start my seminars with this and I ask, you know, I'll, I'll pick somebody and I'll be like, Hey, like what's like the, the, the lowest amount you want in your bank account when you're like 70 and you're hanging up your machines and you're done. Right. What's the lowest amount you want in your bank account for your retirement for like the next 20 years or whatever, you know, so you can chill. Like you're, you, you're 70, you've been tattooing 50 years, your back's done, your hands are done. Like, you're going to need something, right? So, like, I mean, what's the number? The number I usually get is, like, oh, like a million dollars. I was like, oh, just, just a million? Like, you know, they say it so nonchalantly, dude, and they've never done the math, right? So, I'm like, all right, cool. So, let's do the math on it, right? So, I go, okay, 
from now on, on the first of the month, <clears throat> every month, without fail, after you pay your rent, after you pay your insurance, after you pay your fucking, you know, you know your groceries, your electric, your phone, your fucking internet, your fucking, you know, your extracurricular shit. Like after you've spent all your money, right, and done, paid all your bills, this is extra money, okay? So on the first of the month, every month, you have a bill due, and it's $2,700, okay, every month. Now, do that for 30 years, and that's a little over a million dollars, or just about. So it's a little more than 30 years, and you're at a flat saving it. Flat saving. Like, I'm not talking about investing or anything like that. I'm just talking about just savings, okay? But, yeah, $2,700 a month for, like, 30 years is, like, around about, like, a million dollars. Fuck. I've never done that math. That's fucking insane. So if somebody was, like, had been putting $2,700 away every single month for my entire life, I would have just hit a million dollars because I'm 31. So, but if you did it with your, since you were born, yeah. You would, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what are, cause I have, you know, I have an IRA and a, and a, and a 401 and other shit that I set up. I mean, you know, I have fucking a lot of kids and I have, sure. I have, yeah, a lot, yeah. I have a lot of family. So it's, you I mean, know, I'm taking it one thing at a time. Like, I don't even know what that stuff is, man. I, I grew up in a family where like, Everybody was poor. Everybody got checks off the government and that kind of shit. And I just knew that, like, I did not want that to be my fucking life. Like, I pay a, I write a big fucking check every year for taxes, dude. Um, and I pay in a lot, you know? And I was like, you know, but I would way rather, like, make what I make than to ever go back to making, like, 30 grand a year and getting, like, $2,000 back in April. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just don't want to be... Um you know, I always thought Ed Hardy was smart because he fucking, you know, he did a bunch of good tattoos. He did a bunch of good stuff. He made right. his impact. Then he stopped. And then now he still But paints. that was the time when you could make an impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, I think you still fucking can. I think it's just well, harder you can, and harder. But it's just so, so saturated now. Every, I mean, think about how many back pieces or whatever, like you scroll right past, like it's nothing now. Yeah. I, I do it all the time. I, I've been trying to lately, I've been trying to be very mindful when I scroll through Instagram of like, taking my time and like if i scroll by a back piece and like stopping for a second and like taking a look at it and being like yo this is like 40 hours 50 hours 60 hours or however of work here you know and like try to appreciate like the piece of art and like look at it and like take my time but like everybody's so numb to it now it's hard to make an impact anymore well i used to, I, I used to say shit like you know i used to say shit like oh well, when you had magazines you there was only two back pieces or three or five or whatever and you would look yeah. at them a lot you yeah know? you'd but thinking about how shit used to be, you know, if you're looking behind you, you're obviously not looking forward. Right, so, if, right. you know, what the fuck is, you know, I think it's going to, it's going to come to ideas and it's going to come to, yeah. you know. Um, Having a niche definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, seeing that, I or seeing even, you know, because seeing guys only do lettering, like big me's only doing lettering and it's good and it's fucking working and it's fruitful. And, it, you know, I didn't think that was. You know, I never, it never even crossed my mind. I thought, you know, if you only did lettering, but if you did, you couldn't, like, you couldn't only do lettering. But I was like, well, I guess if you did it, you know, that good, then you can fucking do it all the goddamn time. And that's awesome to see that mm-hmm. that's an option now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, I wonder what shit's going to be like in 10 years. Cause I guess it's like, you know, it's like fucking sports, dude. I mean, you know, how fucking good are you going to get a bat? I mean, how, how good are these, how hard is the competition going to get yeah. before every person is? I, I hear people James. talking about the, the whole, like, uh, you know, tattooing might go under and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, like, that's like, oh, we were talking about this the other day. It was like, you know, um, that's not going to happen. That's, 
it hasn't happened since like it's like the oldest art form next to like cave drawings, dude. Like, and, and it's yeah. it's been popular the whole fucking time. Like, it you know we didn't need TV shows to make this thing more popular. It was popular as fuck. Talk to any artist from the '90s; they were doing fucking. Well, work. if you knew, you know everybody what I mean? knew what a tattoo was. Matter. Yeah, you've never met. They never ran out of clients. Any of them, they still haven't ran out of clients. Nobody's gonna run out of clients, dude. Like this thing's not gonna stop. Tattoos will always be popular. I think. I think it's you know your 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 perception or your perspective on how hard it is for you personally. Yeah. But I don't think I don't think people people aren't gonna stop getting tattoos. You know, and let's say if you were one out of five people who decided, hey, I'm going to just keep getting tattooed and keep getting tattooed. That's a lot of fucking space, man. That's yeah. still, that's a lot of, you know, that's, that's, there's plenty that's going to go around. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, obviously Instagram will, will probably for another while, I think will stay, you know, stay, stay, stay a clean part of it. But I think, yeah, I see, I see it dwindling a little bit, you know, and gonna, I actually went back and made a Facebook recently and I started to like kind of, do things there a little bit, you know. I fucking hate Facebook, dude. I, I do not like it. I fucking I, I hate. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But I went and made one again because, like, I mean, I, I can see like where the the, the shift in the tide a little bit there, and I'm. Just, I was like, all right, I, I kind of see things uh, where it's going, you know. So, well, it was about. I mean, you know, if you're not, if you have ten bajillion followers, dude, and it doesn't equate to getting you a tattoo, yeah, then it fucking yeah. doesn't. Who gives a fuck? That's it doesn't what I'm matter. Saying. Like, so I switched back over to like the. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't see Facebook going anywhere anytime soon. So, you know. no, I'm sure it'll be around in some form. <laughs> Something else so, will come up. I mean, there was, some my, capacity. you know, MySpace ruled as hard as Facebook, and then Facebook came out. So I'm sure at some point, just like, did you ever think Blockbuster was going to close? <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. You know? But, but it's, I, in the foreseeable future, I don't see anything that's like coming up that could mess with Facebook. It was Instagram, and then they bought it, which was the smartest thing they ever fucking did because a free app was putting them out fast. Oh, yeah, dude, a fucking quick, uh, yeah. yeah, and it's easy. It's Everybody would easy. love Instagram. They were like, this is Facebook, but way better and way easier. Well, because it's less shit. Yeah. You're not, yeah, exactly. You're like, I don't have to read fucking nine miles, but it's. But they, they, they make the fucking algorithm so hard now that you have to pay to be able to, like, build anything on Instagram. That's what they did. Like, it, it the, the, the always free thing, yeah, they kept it free, but that doesn't mean they can't change the algorithm. They changed the algorithm, and now it's bad. But the only way you can make it good is to like pay for the ads or pay to promote it, and that's how they're making more. Yeah, money. I I used to, well, I would tell people I'm like, well, if you make it a business, you're identifying yourself as a business. So mm-hmm. why would they be like, yeah, let's fucking help you for fun? You know, let's use all our resources to help you for fun. You know, well, they were getting it from advertising and things like that. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a you know, that's how a lot of stuff works. I think yeah. I you know, I think if people neglect building a local clientele though, and building a local presence, and actually worrying about the brick and mortar part yeah. of it, you know, because I'm, I'm just, I see signals from a lot of people where they don't even, you know, they don't value a plate like that. You know, they're like, I don't value being at any shop because I have, you know, I have this outlet to, to get whoever I want, you know, but let's say. I, th- I think about that a lot, actually, like with uh, that, from, from that perspective. And I was like, you know, if, if the economy collapses, I'm fucked because I don't have a local clientele. Yeah. You got I didn't do you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Josh was, smart you know we worked at a street shop we put in the, the work we built clients you know josh's tattoo and what he wants to tattoo on people that are from here you yeah. know we tattoo on other people but you know having that is smart my brother does it my brother's fucking well, that's why i'm spending two days a week when i open my shop to, yeah perfect to, to tattoo locals perfect yeah and saying and and i and i like it when i see tattoo shops involved 
in the you know the community and being a yeah. part of shit. Yeah, and- dude. And, and I and I don't mind either. Like to be honest, like I mean, I just love tattooing. You know, we were sitting there the other day, and I was telling him that like you know, you know my favorite style is tr- traditional tattooing, American traditional tattooing. Yeah. And, but but I never get to do it because nobody you know nobody comes to me for that. But it's my favorite thing, right? But you know, it's like I also just fucking love tattooing in general. So like I don't I don't mind doing the small stuff. The only reason I never really did it though was because it didn't make sense when I could charge for a full day and set up once, or I could do eight tattoos and maybe hit my quota for the day. You know, it, it just didn't make sense, you know, and I was plenty booked out. And I, I don't like the tattooers that are like, oh, you're a tattooer, not a tattoo picker. Like, motherfucker, the only people who are saying that are people who can't pick their tattoos. Cause if you can, you will, I promise. Oh, I I I have done and been both and all. Dude. Right. So, and you know, I like doing it for a while. Like, I mean, I don't like doing any one thing for, for ever. You yeah, know? dude, that, that's like, the, that's where the mixed style thing really helped me, you know, cause I didn't have to do one thing. You were getting, yeah. Well, and you were doing, doing different things. Right? Yeah. And it, it would attract, I thought it was smart cause it would, you know, it's going to attract different, different types of people and yeah. people that on were on one side of the fence or the other could be swayed to open their mind a little to like some other sure. parts of shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, I like that in tattooing because there's, I mean, obviously a lot of people did that shit. A lot of people it made it like doing, a, like a commodity type of thing too. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? People were like, I want one of your tattoos specifically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I, it wasn't like, I want this kind, this style of tattoo. They were like, I want one of your tattoos. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. You know? Yeah. That's fucking, I like, I also like looking toward, the future and seeing like patterns, you'll start seeing patterns of, mm-hmm. of like, you know, and I like seeing that people are getting like doing like weirder shit because obviously I think you're going to have to survive. Yeah. If you want to survive, you can't just yeah. do, you know, the same, yeah. the same fucking thing all the time. You got to right. evolve. You got to do fucking different kind of shit. I think it's boring too, to be honest. I mean, yeah. You know, um, I tell people all the time, everybody thinks they want to be that guy, man. You know? And I'm like, listen, like the, the grass is not always greener. You know? Just doing one thing forever. Yeah, dude. Like you know, I, I get so I get so stoked when I like that that crawling tiger I got to do the other day. Yeah, dude, I was so stoked. Yeah, that's a fuck. I, I like was, I, was, I, I like I was so happy because I always I always thought or I had um I had thought I was like man had some of these people in the past who were so you know prevalent and did the same thing so prevalent did they ever tattoo themselves in a corner you know where it's like yeah. that's nobody you know because there was other people I'd seen flip all the way like i don't even do even colors anymore you know like i only do this kind it was a total different shift and it's worked for him and i thought that was fucking crazy you know that that that, that shit worked for him but i've seen other people saying hey only i want like the old stuff i only want the old do stuff you remember that did, did you did you know when he was um like well it wasn't as popular but like timmy nightmare no when he was doing like horror no. stuff like yeah like that was a thing. And I remember like, seeing that kind of scene pop up where yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, you want to do?" Yeah, fucking- he wanted. He wanted. He wanted to do like realism stuff. Like he he really dug it, you know. And then uh, like just like was like the competition was just like fucking Nico and people like that. Fucking so, insane. So he just <laughs> like yeah. So yeah, he 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 made a shift and like uh, did the whole like illustrative thing. It worked out for him, dude. I mean, he's a fucking sad. Well, it looks sick. I remember Mike Fight used to do portraits. Mike Fight used to do black and gray portraits. And then yeah. one day he was he was at a convention, I, I guess. I mean, I'm retelling a story, probably retold eight times. <laughs> so I'm getting whatever version I have. But, <laughs> but he was at a convention. And he was seeing all these other dudes doing trad tattoos, tattooing their ass off. And he was like trying to sell these. 
It wasn't working. He's like, I'm just throwing this shit in the dumpster, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking chucked it. You know what I was like? That's fucking hey. But that's out. that's what's important, dude. So to know how to to know how to do all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's super important to know how to do like a a black and gray portrait or then switch over and do like, you know, some kind of American traditional design and then go over here and do like a koi fish and then, you know, maybe, you know, put something together like a, you know, like the whole mixed style thing or something like that. You know, it's, uh, it's important to know how to do a lot of different stuff, man. I like, I like seeing people's evolution too, you know, because I, or I think we were talking about the other day when somebody, when you see somebody who is tattoos so perfect for so long that it just starts looking like, like it looks the same. Like right. always, like it doesn't, right. you, like you, you know, you get desensitized to how, yeah. and, and I'm not saying I'm like, obviously if they get a shitty one, you'd be like, what the fuck? Why aren't you how you need to be? You know, but I like seeing people that just like jump around and evolve. And sometimes I used to be like scared of that shit because I was like, well, if people don't like it, then I can't tattoo, then I don't make money. So I need to fucking, yeah. you know, stay doing some fucking whatever shit, even if I don't like it. Right. You know? Yeah. And I don't, nowadays I don't really give a fuck, but yeah, you know, I've seen some people that, um, are, you know, it's, they're scared to start doing all kinds of shit. And I've seen people that are fucking just do everything, you know, every kind of style. It's yeah, super fucking yeah, good. Yeah. You know, and I love seeing that shit. Yeah, man. That stuff is cool. I mean, that's the kind of sets where I sh- strive to be, you know, like I want to, I want to do like, I want to be able to do everything, you know, and that just came from, like I said, just a love of like, just, just tattooing, like, I, th- I think there's a difference between like loving tattooing and loving the things you tattoo. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, I, 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 lo- I love tattooing. Like I don't really care what I'm doing. The only reason I don't do like smaller stuff or things like that though, like I said, is because like, you know, it, th- it's just not financially like, you know, like, I mean, I can do one tattoo and hit like my quota for the day or I can do a bunch and maybe hit it, you know? So it just didn't make sense, you know? Especially from coming from the point of view where, like, I mean, I can pick tattoos that I want to do, that I like to do, that I'm into, and do those tattoos. But at the end of the day, like, if I had to go back to doing walk-ins, I would be just as happy tattooing. Just doing tats at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just love tattooing. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is no matter what. I mean, that's obviously, that's why I make fun of it so fucking much. Because it's like, this is tattooing, bro. This isn't fucking, we're not saving cancer. This isn't fucking disaster relief. We don't even fucking matter. You know, I was like, if world had to rebuild itself, dude, they'd be like, are you a tattooer? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, you need a tattoo. They're like, no, we need a fucking guy to carry wood. So get your shit. Yeah, right. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. okay. So how much do I, you know, I usually charge 150 an hour. They're like, your options are we're going to shoot you in a field or you carry that fucking wood. We don't care. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. But I have a lot of followers. And they're like, oh, fuck, man. I'm really good at carrying wood, too. Right? <laughs> you're like, so. yeah. No shit, is that wood over there? Let me get a hold of that. <laughs> Stack me up, baby. Where are we taking it? <laughs> Could be a big fucking fire. There's a lot of wood. It's heavy. <laughs> so it's. I mean, I guess that's with 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 that with everything. But um, you know, just tattooing it all and being excited about tattooing because I've been around. We've both been around in our lives. People who mm-hmm. like were a fucking goddamn black hole of fucking anything tight. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to do yeah. tattoo? And they're like, again. And you're like, fucking Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, I was like, this is fucking real kid. difficult. Or they're tattooing one thing and they <clears throat> are wishing they were tattooing another, but then the next time they're tattooing that other thing, they're wishing they were tattooing the other thing. Like, I'm fucking sick of these fucking little walk-ins and I wish I was doing a fucking portrait. And then fucking next time they're doing a portrait, fucking wish I didn't get 
jammed up with this one tattoo and I was doing a bunch of little ones making more money, you know? It's like, fuck, man. Whatever. Yeah, dude. dude. Well, when you when you get open, when you get everything mm-hmm. and you get all set up, are you obviously you're trying to keep the same people there? Are you are you the type of person that would try and expand to get more people or open a second location? I mean, are you nah? Like, I'm not really not, into that. that. No, nah, okay. like, because I've I've seen it fail too many times. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep, as soon as you open a second shop, that first one starts to go down, dude. It's fucking hard. So fucking many, hard. dude. I've I've watched it happen so many times, man. Like, and I so and I, many. I've seen it work, dude. But it was like not in happiness. Yeah, <laughs> like it was that never. No the non-tattooers are really good at it. Yeah, we well, go around because they sure don't have to fucking work. Everyone's every make sure everyone's fucking work. Yeah, you know, you got to make sure everybody's working. You don't have to fucking work in there. You're not in the trenches. Yeah. Have you? Has it? Has this ever weighed on your mind that wherever you're going to open up a shop? to not try and open up a shop where there's already a bunch of fucking shops. Yeah, like, I mean, I was taught that, you know, but also at the same time, I mean, it depends on who that is, right? You know, so like, I mean, I said this the other day, like, I mean, if you want to be protected by the code, you have to follow the code, right? So, I mean, if you're like a first-year tattooer who fell ass backwards in the tattoo and bought a shop that you didn't build, yeah, sorry. And you're fucking dusted. I'm gonna take you into deep water, dude. You better learn how to fucking swim. I try, I I try and give people, grant people the same kind of shit that I that I that I would want. So I'm like, okay, well. But you also have to come from the standpoint of like who you are in tattooing, right? Like, I mean, like, do you follow the code? Yes. Okay. Do they follow the code? No. They're fucked. Like, fuck them. Well, I've seen people open up shops knowingly, like in the middle of five other shops. And I was like, this is helping nobody, right? So when we opened yeah. up this, and I always felt like when we opened up here, I was like, we're trying to get far away from everybody and just sure. be fucking polite. As you, you know, be fucking polite. Try and be friends with other shops too, because I don't want to start off on odds. Cause I know, like, I've been to towns where it's like, I couldn't tattoo people because they're like, oh, I can't go to that shop. My boss won't let me go to that shop. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, fuck, grow the fuck up, dude. Yeah. You know? Fucking at some point, you got. I mean, I get it, up. but like, I mean, you know, it's they're going to be the ones who are salty. Yeah, well, you I mean, you're I mean? Gonna fucking. But I mean, if you're if you're if you're legit and you did it right and you and and you you waited and did your you know did you, you did the things you were supposed to do in tattooing, we all know how it goes. Right, right. If you did that right, I mean, who can be mad at you? You know what I mean? It's not your fault that there are like seven tattoo shops there, bro. You live there too. Yeah, yeah. You know what well, I mean? I, like, what are you supposed and then to do? Trying, trying to, and, and then I mean, eventually, it sucks, and, but I mean, it's oversaturated then, as fuck. And dude. then eventually, you know, pure fucking business competition will take over. We're like, you mm-hmm. have to fuck off. You know, yeah. you're gonna have to fuck off. Or, um, you know, I've always never wanted to be one of those shops where I seeded the fuck out of this whole city because if you, you know, I've seen people open up shops and their one shop has caused the open of like. 50 other fucking shots because it wasn't, you know, they wouldn't fix shit to work there. They wouldn't do that. Or, you know, it just, it made people leave and go open up their own fucking place. That, that, that's why it's super important to create a good environment. Yeah. Cause they'll fucking leave. Yeah. Well, people, yeah, there's Listen, options. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say the name of the shop cause I don't want to talk shit, but I worked at a very like prestigious shop in the middle of it's like heyday. Right. Uh-huh. I'll say where it's at. It's in Nashville. Right. Okay. And I worked there. And what one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard, and it's so true, if you keep losing players around, winning players leave. Right? 
unfortunately, in a lot of those situations, the losing player happens to be the fucking owner of the tattoo shop. Right? And there were fucking hitters there, bro. Like, guys I look up to and have looked up to for a long time, and we all left that shop. The one guy owned half of it, sold his half, and fucking left. And he's a savage. Moved across the fucking country. And we all did it to get away from the owner. That's the guy who completely owns it now. That's that's fucking crazy. It's a fucking snake. Man, we, we are trying to cultivate a shop. We have a lot of people in town that come here. We have a lot of people out of town that come here. Mm -hmm. We always try and let everybody know you're welcome. Because it's it's hard. You know when you go to other, it's nerve-wracking. Going No matter who you are. If you go into a shop you don't know, you're mm -hmm. nervous. You yeah, don't, you don't know if they're going to be a piece of shit. You don't know if it's right. going to be fun. Right. So we always try and keep that environment. And if you come here, we try and keep that environment. And I love coming here. You know, thank you. Because I, fuck it, I fucking love it here. I talk about this place all the time. I tell people all the time, this is like a quintessential like tattoo shop. This place Appreciate is fucking it. dope. I've, there's like a magic here. Like when I saw Jeff Insmere come here, I was like, "Dude, you guys are really fucking doing something." Because he doesn't go anywhere. I dude, I was fucking pumped. We were both pumped. We, we both we fucking conference conference called him, dude. dude we both wanted to talk. Dude, I was yeah. like, "Dude, this is." I was like, "Jeff is like, it like people like who are your favorite tattooers?" He's always in my list. Dude, he's good as fuck. Dude, he's, he's a sick, bro. And then he and he's like, I'm from Oklahoma. I was like, that's sick as fuck. And he's like, Wait, he's from to, here? Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out. He's from here, dude. Holy shit, bro. So he was like, well, when I left, it wasn't legal. So I went, you know, I went to Texas. And he's like, I want to come back. And I was like, I'm fucking, I'm happy as fuck you thought of coming here at all. And it was like, so you came back hey, home. Yo, and we, we got another we, station, bro. So, like, no, man, <laughs> dude, he was, we'll you put know, another sink in, dude. Don't worry meet, about we it. We got to meet some of his family, dude. And his uncle had like a tap from Good Time Charlie from Wichita. And yeah. it was sick as fuck. I have the flash out there of the tat he has. And it's amazing. You no know? Shit. And I was like, this is sick, dude. You're tight. You know? Yeah, dude. Well, especially like when I saw him come here, I, you know, I was just like, holy fucking shit. Like, and I've never like been to a shop before where like, there's a fucking waiting list to come back as a guest artist. Well, it, you know what I mean? Like, it gets, it's like, yeah. it's like when I came here last time, I was like, yo, I want to come back. You're like, yeah, well, let's check our schedule. Like, I was like, okay. Like they were like, yeah, like October. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's like six months away, dude. Like, what the fuck? We can only babysit yeah. one of you. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was dude. like, holy shit. Well, because we but like, it's, but it's just crazy that you guys have like a wait list almost, dude. Like well, to we, come here. We're trying. We're we're trying to. You know, when we want people to come, we want people to be able to be busy. Because even if one person comes, what will happen a lot of times is other people come. Like yesterday, there, you know, we had a shitload of people in here, and it was fun, and it was and it yeah, was dude, cool like, to see so I've many tried, people. I've tried, I'm going to try to model what you guys do here is, like, to, to kind of model the morale in my shop. Because, like, you know, like, you know, people listen to this. Like, this is the second time we did it, and I hit you up, and I was like, I don't want to I, I don't want to put that first one out because I, I ran it a lot because we talked about a lot of the politics. Yeah. And after I left it, and this was one of the things that I took away from this, like, I was like, I need to try to be more positive and, like, yeah. have a better time, right? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> be happier. Yeah, it's hard. be happier. It's hard. Because, like, it. when I came here, it was a fucking blast, and I was just like, Dude, that was so sick. And then I thought about the podcast and I was like, oh, I was bitching a lot. Like, I was like, man, like, I want to do it again and just like, like have a better time. But like me as a person coming here, it helped me change for the better a little bit. Good. I'm like, glad. I fucking, sick. I love this place. Because it's. The home I, of the RA, brother. Dude, yeah. The, the home RA. Of the RA, the bro. Fucking, the home of the R. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, dude, the, the RA is, is my favorite thing. Dude, Josh said it. And I was like, I, I had thought. That though I had you know I had 
try and live the RA, you know, but then Josh was like, it's called the RA. And I was like, fucking goddamn right. It's called the RA, the, dude. The fucking RA, bro. And, uh, um, you know, I get in my, I get in my feelings all the time about yeah, it. No, I mean, salty yeah. and get shitty about tattooing. And I realize I'm like, this is tattooing. It doesn't even matter. Like, no matter who you're having problems with or who, how you see shit going. And like, obviously there's a lot of stuff dude at this point where I'm like, there's not even a point to have an opinion because it's so fucking ridiculous. That's why I wanted to get away from it, dude. I try not to make waves anymore. Cause I've had a lot of beef with a lot of people in this business. And you know, I, I at this point, like, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with something right now. I'm like, dude, if I see you, then we'll do it. But like, I was like, I'm not doing this Instagram bullshit. Like I'm not, I don't even play into it anymore, man. Yeah, I'm so fucking over it, man. I'm just, there's just so much drama. And I was just like, man, I'm just going to let it go. I, I just, don't care. I, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I just, you know, if, just, it, I don't care. if it matters that much to you, like when you see me, then, then let's, let's talk about it. Like we'll, we'll fucking get it done in person, you know? Uh, because like, I can't fucking smack you from like across the fucking country on Instagram, <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? So like when we, when we see each other, you know, we'll fucking meet me at the yellow line. We'll, we'll fucking talk about it there. But other than that, dude, like, I'm just like, I'm just so over it. So I was like, man, I don't want to talk about the politics. I don't want to get into it. I don't want, yeah, I, I don't want to rant and bitch, like, cause it doesn't do any good. I, I was like, the only way you can change it is to just like do things the right way and hope that like it inspires other people to do it the right way. Right. Well, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's always going to be, um, there, there's always going to be people that are fucking turbulent, you know? <clears throat> and, and at this point, I just, I, I just don't have the time. I don't, I don't have the time to give a fuck how you feel about yeah, anything. And I don't, and, I love tattooing and I want to enjoy it. And like, you just don't, you just don't have the power to fucking make it unenjoyable for me. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. That's like, that's kind of where I'm at. And, and I'm I, not going to let anybody ruin my day. And anymore. I, and I always, I try and if anybody ever asks me, you know, I try and encourage, I'm like, just fucking just end it. I don't give a fuck, dude. Just, just fucking end it. Just stop. Just stop. Yeah. Why? You know, it's fucking, it's dumb. Tattooing is sick as fuck. And if you're sad about tattooing, dude, you know, I was like, cause I used to, I, I think I saw a thing one time where guys like, I'm a millionaire, dude. When I was a millionaire, it was the fucking saddest I've ever been in my life. And I was like, dude, you sound like you're fucking the dumbest you've ever been in your life. Because if I had a million dollars, the last yeah. thing I'd be is fucking sad. Yeah, you dude. know? I was it's, like, you obviously never bought dirt bikes or fucking did cool shit. It's, it's, or fucking. It's, it's way tighter to be sad when you have a million dollars than if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I felt like that. I was like, like I'd like to take a shot. And see, yeah. Yeah. Like, how's my depression feel on a million? You know, and I was like, how's it feel on like a billion or something? I was like, can I just try it? Like, I feel like it's unfair for you to tell me how it feels. I think I like to drive for myself because I don't like to be sad and broke. So yeah, just transfer those. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let, just transfer that over to my bank account, and then I'll tell you if you're right. Yeah, I'll let you know, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let's, I'll, I'll fill you in. Let's let some let's, let some shit go down. We'll see if I still feel sad. But now, and and, and this shop was inspired by a lot of shops that Josh and I went to, where we mm, we went yeah. to some place and it was like the best time of our fucking lives. You yeah, know, like man. our friend our friend shop. In Chicago, it's called Dead Serious Tattoo. It's like one of our favorite places ever, dude. The irony. Hell yeah. You go there and it's the funnest ever. And the, the, irony, and the people bro. who work there, it's it's we I was like, dude, I wish my shop had this this vibe where you walk in, yeah, you're man. like, this is fucking tight to be here today. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just tight. Everybody's tattooing, having a good time. All the clients are having a good time, you know, fucking no one's on the outside looking in. Yeah, man. That's that's what it is. Yeah. And that's, that's why we didn't put up walls or lobbies. That's why, like, we basically, our stations just open to the lobby because I heard somebody walked up and was trying to fucking high-five your face while you're tattooing, dude, some random client here. Oh, yeah, dude, the lady that <laughs> dude, came she's in. Why, she thought he was you. Yeah. Oh. She sat down on your in your station and, and started, started talking, talking to, to me, him. dude. Yeah, I was and, like, I don't fucking know who this lady is, man. Like, is I was like, is she tweaking, bro? 
she was. What's going on, dude? I don't know. I don't know. I've had that. She was talking to me about like making a sign for her and shit. And I was like, and she was like, are you Randy? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. You should have said yes, dude. I should (laughs) have. But like, I didn't want that responsibility at that moment. She was like, (laughs) yeah, you absorb a lot of problems immediately. I'm good. I don't need any of that. Are you Randy? (laughs) Yep. And they're like, let's talk about some real serious stuff. And you're like, hey, I'm just kidding. And she's like, no, you're Randy now. Yeah, you're Randy now. Yeah, no, I was was like, I'm not Randy. So, yeah, I don't need any of that. That's fucking tight. So you've got, um, you've been doing seminars too. I see a little um, bit here and there. I probably won't do anymore. I I, I do them every now and again, you know. Um, It's, I don't know, it's kind of my way of combating the whole, like, I, I mean, I go through a big process, right? So, like, I mean... I saw somebody post about it. I think it was a David Vega seminar. And like, and not that I'm hating on David Vega. David Vega is fucking savage. He's the goat when it comes to fucking black and gray portraits, man. But uh, he did a seminar at some tattoo convention. And they, uh, they, they were the ones who like took care of it, you know. And they were like, you know, they were bragging about how he sold out a seminar in like 20 minutes. So I was like, dude, a lot of tattooers can do that. Like if you're not screening the people who are fucking going, right? I take drastic measures, right? So I'll post, people will DM me, hey, I want to come to your seminar. I'll go look at their work. I'll browse through their page. Are they fucking wrapping their equipment? You know what I mean? Are they like fucking, you know, doing anything, reaching out in videos and bare hands? I, I, caught, I caught him the other day. screen, dude. I caught him the other day. Um, but, you know, that kind of thing, right? You know, uh, you know, tattoo 101 type shit. And then I'll fucking, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go so far as to, like, go behind their back. Now, I'll, I'll hit up their boss, the, the the guy who owns the shop. And I'll be like, hey, tell me about this guy. Does he come in early? Does he stay late? Is he, like, a rad dude? Like, what's going on, you know? Um, and then, you know, I don't always do that, but I have. But, you know, I'll, I'll look through their work if I think that they can benefit from it. Now, I'm not looking for a room full of Timmy B's, of course. Like, that doesn't benefit me That would be funny. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I need to know that you can, you know, like, if, when you come to it and I'm breaking shit down, like, you can understand it. I need you to have some sort of a fucking, like, experience, you know? Um, so I'll look through their stuff. And if I think they're good, you know, I'll hit them back. I'll, give, I'll send them the information for the seminar. And then, you know, they let me know if they can make the numbers work. And if they can, from there, we do a, a video chat on Instagram, right? And then I'll video chat with them. And I'll ask them questions and I'll see, you know, what kind of tattooer I'm working with. The one that usually trips them up is I'll ask them if they would ever, uh, you know, go on anything like Eat Master or do anything like that. If they say yes, you're out. Like, I'm not catering to that group of people. The reason I was doing it was to kind of combat against that. Because if I can get a room full of tattooers who are like-minded, who don't care about things like sponsorships or being on TV and things like that, right? If I can get a group of those people and I can turn them into savages, that voice gets bigger. You know, that's the only way I know how to help anymore. You know, so that's what I was talking about earlier when I said, you know, just try to do like the best that you can and hope it, you know, influences other people. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That That's the reason I was doing the seminars. But there's such a fucking process, man. And it takes me a month to book 20 people for it. You know, because sounds- I screen it. Last time I did 47 interviews and only 16 people made it, you know. It is astounding the amount of fucking, fucking tattooers that are like, yeah, dude, I totally go on Ink Master and shit. I'm just like, dude, like, why are you, like, I don't get it, you know? It's a shame that we had to redo this because we didn't get to hear all the stories about you learning to tat in a fucking truck stop at 3 a.m. 
Oh, uh, dude, do I have time to tell it? <laughs> you I tell mean, I can, story. I can tell it again. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the truck stop story, because oh, that's dude. my favorite of all time. <laughs> <laughs> About fucking Dustin Paul, uh, Crystal Dragons and shit. Dude, oh, yeah. man. All right, yeah. So um, this is right when I got, uh, I had left the apprenticeship that I was at. I moved to Pennsylvania, and I went with a friend of mine to, to this shop, and he was getting some laser removal done. And then a buddy of ours, Vinny, came with us, right? And uh, Vinny had some stuff that I had done on his arm at my house. And the, the desk guy there was like, hey, dude, who did that? He was like, well, he did. And he was like, hold on. So he goes in the back and he gets uh, one of my tat daddies. His name's Joe. Joe Santos. He owns Art Rage Tattoo in Pennsylvania, Scranton, Pennsylvania. He comes to the front, takes a look at it, and was like, oh, your lines are good, you know, but your shading is, you know, less than desirable, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay. But he asked me, you know, if I wanted to go legit, you know, I could come there for a couple of weeks and hang out. And if everything went good, you know, I, I could work there. Right. And I was like, cool. Perfect. One, yeah. One of the stipulations was like, I had to give him my machine, you know, so I couldn't be tattooing at home anymore and that kind of thing. <laughs> so you had to turn it in. Yeah. I turned it in. Um, <laughs> but, um, and this is like one of those things where like, uh, you know, like a little bit of luck kind of played in for me. I went up the first day, hung out, everything went good. Um, the second day I came up, I walk in, Joe goes, all right, you're up. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, you said two weeks. And then like, you know, he's like, well, the other guy fell last night skateboarding, broke his wrist, can't tattoo. I need some money to tattoo, right? Your, your batter's up, dude. Right, right, right. But there were only two tattooers in that shop. It was Joe and the guy that he had apprenticed, right? And they, they were both good, you know? And I was like, fuck, dude. And I was like, not good. Right. So yeah, I know. I know about that. Yeah. And I was I, like, you I, know, I feel that. And it, it, he kind of didn't have a choice. He was backed into a corner. So he had to like take me under his arm and like, look, this is how you do this shit. And you know, he's like fucking had to show me shit that I wasn't supposed to know yet. Cause he couldn't cover the spread by itself and he needed a tattoo to be somewhat decent, you know? Right. right. So I was there for like six months, something like that. And, uh, dude, like I, they showed me a ton of shit. Like I just could not fucking like, I couldn't, concentrate like i was i was i was intimidated they would come in there and they would get real close like while i was tattooing like real close <laughs> yeah I fucking you know? psych you and out. i was like fuck dude i can't <laughs> fucking work like this bro so i ended up leaving and i went to the shop right now the reason i went there and i, I talk about this all the time i say don't be humble be honest right this is what i did dude i went and printed out a bunch of work i started with my favorite tattooers and i kind of moved down uh, like the the quality of work, right? And I printed out a bunch of fucking papers and I laid them out all on the floor and I printed out my work and I started at the top and I started moving down with some of my pictures, you know, and I was like, where are you? Where? And it just kept going down, down, down. <laughs> you just down. The bottom. And I, and you like, I was almost underneath the yeah, bottom. I was like, Perfect. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was like, I was real close to the bottom, bro. I was like, fuck, dude, I fucking suck, man. You know, I was like, fuck, dude, what am I going to do? And instead of trying to go to a better shop like most tattooers would, you know, to go I would get better. Right. To go get better. Uh, I because I knew that if I could get into an environment where they didn't give a fuck, I could apply the things that they had taught me there without being nervous because you, I was better than them. You, need, you needed a fucking crash facility. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> so I was like, man, I need a fucking place to go, man. You know, so on purpose, I went and found the shittiest shop I could find because that's where I belong. Right. That's, <laughs> See, that's what, what I'm talking about. Being honest. Right. That's where I fucking belonged at, dude. And that's where I was going to go. Right. 
And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it the right fucking way, goddammit. You know, and I found the worst shop I could find. And I went and I worked there for like, I don't know, like six months uh-huh. and built my chops until I got better to the point where I thought I could get into a little bit of a better shop. And then I, you know, kind of worked my way up from there. But that shop was inside of a Petro gas station. <laughs> Dude, I think. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, it was a gas station. Yes, it, it was like a like the truck stop gas station. Fuck yes. Yeah, it was like a Petro truck stop gas station. They had like showers, they had a spot where they could get a bite to eat, and there was a fucking tat shop. Hell yeah. yeah and I fucking worked in there for fucking six months tattooing smelly truckers. And they would call me. They were like hood dudes from like fucking the city who like hustled hard and shit like that. And they were all like about their money and like that kind of thing. And they were like, you know, well, we stop when the money stops type thing. And this is like place was like 24 hours, bro. <laughs> money never stops. These, yeah, dude, truckers are fucking always there, you know? <laughs> so, and they were always getting tattooed. And they would call me at like three in the morning and they would be like, hey, man, you want to come do this dragon and wizard? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on my way, dude. You know, and deal I was like, with fucking, it. I'd go up there and marker it on and fucking three in the morning, like fucking ready to fucking, like can't see straight and fucking, I'd just do. Um, <clears throat> sorry, do this fucking like wizard and dragon on the fucking, you know, smelly dude's arm or whatever. And yeah, fucking, I worked there for fucking six months, dude, until I got better where I could go to a better place. But it was fun experience. No, it was terrible. There, was were, there were no fun experiences there. It was fucking awful. Now, the you whole know, time. maybe, maybe I just have, a, my, maybe my memories do fucking fawn shit up because I look back at, like nowadays, um, People send me stuff and they're like, this guy's tattooed out of a hotel. I was like, I'll tattoo to swab me. I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, I don't care. You can't fire me. I'll tattoo to swab me. Fuck it. You can't fire me. (laughs) I'll fucking tattoo outside. I don't give a shit. I mean, I've done things like hotel tats and things like that, you know, like on the road or whatever. But uh, yeah, man, that was like the only place I've ever, uh, outside of like, you know, the four years before I actually even got an apprenticeship that I tattooed like my house and shit. Um, But yeah, dude, like I fucking... Yeah, that was uh yeah, I was, was fucking fun. worked at a fucking character building, dude. Yeah, a gas station fucking tat shop for fucking six that's months. That's sick. That's a good story. I like that shit. Yeah, I like man. hearing that shit. That's a good one. Because I had I have a friend, dude, who's good as fuck now, but when yeah. I first met him, he quit the swap meet and they tattooed off rubber made tables in a fucking tent in the parking lot. And fuck. it was like open air, dude. He was like, I'd be tattooing and the wind would blow the stencil off. Sen- sen- I was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, Is this a real tattoo shop? I was like, Well, it's a building that only does tats. We don't sell rugs. <laughs> It's all floor, inside floor. Sounds a lot like that convention in Atlanta this weekend, dude. Just just fucking. (laughs) Motherfuckers are taking their shirts off. It's so hot in there, dude. They're just like unanimously, not because it's warm, dude. They are like stripping because it is so fucking hot that they can't stand it. That's fucking wild, dude. What is, or we were were just talking about, uh, I, I need to hit up. About wait, he tattooed yeah, about tattooing on Ta- the fucking plane. Dude. Ta- let's talk about that. What? Yeah, he, he tattooed uh, with a full setup on a flight from I think it was like from Columbus to LAX. He tattooed himself and two other people. Wait, how? Well, okay, hold on. Okay, how? Where? Like on the plane though? Planes? Well, the planes are always full. Yeah, like they're full of cats. I guess. Take a walk-ins, bro. Take a walk-ins on his direct flight. <laughs> Fucking so he I I I I haven't hit him up about it or whatever. I just saw the videos that he posted, but he and two other people I think he knew, like other tattooers, I think, they're on a flight and I think they were all in the same row and they just kind of switched seats and he was over near the window oh and set God. up on his little lap tray, tattooed himself and then switched out 
tattooed the person next to him, and then they switched seats, and he tattooed the third person. And I guess somebody, the, from what I gather, either he lined them up at the airport or, or they were on the flight and saw them tattooing. That person wanted to get their first tattoo. So when they landed in LAX, he fucking tattooed that person at the airport, gave him his first tattoo. What like the in the fuck, yeah. dude? I was like, Still have to hit him up and make yeah, I need know, to get call. all the stories straight. That's fucking exactly crazy, happened, bro. That's from the videos that I'm gathering. That's, that's what happened. Got, I, I'm going to hit him up today and I want to post dude, about that's it. that's savage, dude. That's, that's fucking wild, sick. dude. The Mile High Club, dude, but for tats. Dude, like, he, he's, he might have my story, it, bro. Dude. Fuck, man. I, was, I don't know. I wish I... I'm envious of that. The thing that makes it so great is that he lined up a fucking walk-in on the plane, that's, though, yeah. dude. Like, that's it's the all, part that, I'm like... I'm booked right now, bro. Uh, yeah, when this dude, plane fucking. lands, fucking I'll sort you out at the airport. Fucking in the dude. airport. Yeah, how long's your layover, uh, you know? Fucking. That's, the, that's fucking rad, dude. That's sick. Yeah, that's, that, that's the kind of shit that makes me pump, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is sick. Yeah. Oh my god, man! And you know he was using a rotary or whatever. You know he was using looked like he was using a pen and shit. But I mean, in that kind of situation, you know they have like a little wireless power supply for yeah, those things yeah. and fucking cartridges. It doesn't I mean, matter, that's dude. You did like, it. In a pinch, you dude, did it, bro. I ain't even mad at you, dude. You fucking handled it, you know. Eric, Eric did a tat at the at the Roman Coliseum inside of it like that. Yeah, him and his friend were all brap brap like in the Coliseum. And yeah, I, went, I think they took a nine volt battery and hooked it up to uh, yeah. a, a coil machine. Or fucking whatever. Oh my did god! Cat. He did it like Jamaica to waterfall. Like he did all this weird shit. And then I went to Stonehenge, right? And Eric's like, "Why don't you do a tat there?" And I was all fuck. Like I was yeah. pissed. <laughs> I was like, "God damn it, dude!" I was like, "Why did?" I'd be like, "Lay out." I would attack you, my pregnant yeah. wife. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to get? She was like, I told her, she's like, fuck, we should have done that. That would have been sick. And I was like, damn, fuck. Oh, fucker, dude. dude. I was like, I'm such a fucking pussy, dude. And I fucking told it. And then Eric was like, you're pretty much dead to me now. Now that I know you don't tat anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so I got to go back to Stonehenge. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to tattoo on the pyramids, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking iron it out. Because I know Davy Blows did a tat in Antarctica. It. He went to Antarctica and did a tat there. God, dude. So That's he fucking do a tat in the shadow of the Sphinx, dude. Just fucking just on a volcano. And I was like, dude, is it going to turn into a show like extreme tattooing? You're like, hey, you want to? Because did somebody do a skydiving? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. But I want to see someone tattoo in a volcano, you know, or like, I don't they know. They need to calm the fuck down because Ink Master is going to start taking all these ideas. No, I want to see it. I would watch that. It. They're like, on today's, everyone's wearing strange suits. The Tad Olympics, bro. Fucking. On today's Flash Challenge, and it's like a plane. You're on the tarmac, <laughs> and you're like, what's like, going on? It's like, it's like, so your client's going to tell you on the plane what they want, and you're going to have to produce bro. one of a kind artwork on the way down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Fear Factor meets Ink Master, dude. That like, would be, fucking ready, dude. dude. That would I would watch that. Dude. I would watch that. I would watch that. Some For dude's sure. like, what do you want? So I want an elephant. And he's like, all right, dude, it's on the way down. They're all, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking draw elephants or fly. So this is going to be a fucking shitty day. <laughs> and then you get to the bottom, dude. People for real have to look at it and pretend like they're judging. <laughs> well, it's not a very good elephant. He's like, sorry, dude, I was going 140 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. So who wins, dude? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. You imagine because I got if, if you were to get attacked and they told you, he's like, I'm in the Air Force and I really wanna. <laughs> I want to exemplify that. And he's like, what about dropping out of a fucking Huey, dude? And he's like, I feel like that's good enough for me. He's like, is there any way we can get just any person to do this? Telling them the morning of. And he's like, yeah. 
And yeah, it we costs can. you nothing. <laughs> it's like it's free. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Completely. You have to get an Air Force logo at thirty thousand feet going down. Okay. <laughs> That's sick. Or like an underwater challenge where I'm wearing a scuba suit. Today we're going to tad underwater. Guys, like, I don't understand where this meets. Oh, my God, dude. I want to see it, dude. We got, you're going to tattoo NFL players at the bottom of the ocean today. <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, God. You got a fucking outline sleeve on Troy Palomalo, dude, at the bottom dude. of the Mariana's Trench. Oh, my God. I'm wiping tears out of my eyes over here, dude. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think if you got Joe Rogan to host it, dude, and you did a fear factor, <laughs> but it was just the fucking called the, the tab factor or something, dude, and Joe Rogan got to decide stupid shit out of a hat, that would be fucking tough. Because then that would really dissuade somebody watching it, you know, and they're like, I want to be a tattooer too. And it's like, do you? You better get on your fucking parachute. And he's like, what? That's what they're all Get on your parachute game, player. (laughs) (laughs) Pull that shit right, playboy. That's what I'm... Because I thought about doing the dip and rip Olympics and people would think it was serious, (laughs) but it would be shit like that. They'd be like, yeah, dude, you got to do a tat. There's no machines. And they're like, so what do we do? I'm like, it's going to be a rough, long day. I don't know. (laughs) Figure it out. You're going to figure it out. We better get a sick one, you know? Like, what do we win? I'm like, fucking literally nothing. Like, oh my god, dude! You get to high five your friends so hard it breaks your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tight, bro. Anyway, man, we appreciate you coming uh, back. Thank you, thanks for having and me I, on, and I, dude. And I, I wish you good, good fortunes on your future. Oh, and, yeah, yep. Thank you, Messenger out. Tattoo Studio in Sonoya, Georgia. It's that's, what, that's what it's to be called. Yeah, Messenger Tattoo Studio. That's fucking tight. Which, is your logo going to be hand with the letter? Fuck, dude! I don't even know. Like, I got, I got like three or four guys just designing stuff right now, like making.